Hey, welcome back. We're going to jump right into it. This is a continuation from the last podcast. Hope you enjoy. All right. So um, I think we should make a new deal. And I know we heard, most of us heard about AOC and their, her version of the Green New Deal. There was a previous New Deal made by one of the greatest presidents in American history, who was a leftist, FDR. All right. State, in the past 50 years, state and federal politicians have made an effort to defund, subsidize housing, government jobs, and benef- social benefits. FDR revolutionized the middle class once he passed the New Deal into law. Subsidizing housing, government benefits, SSI, veteran benefits were, the, were, were very much in abundance for most Americans. It allowed people to bounce back from the Great Depression and created generations of middle class people. By the way, the GI Bill specifically put millions of white Americans out of poverty when minorities like African Americans were denied by that. And that has been linked directly why black people for so many generations have not, uh, majority-wise, escaped poverty. He created three million jobs for men and women to build the interstates we use today. The government can create things still, we just have to elect the right people. So we have dams, roads, we can build. There's so many jobs the government can make that the private sector is not caring to do and does not want to do. Our roads are crumbling, we need better infrastructure, England, Tokyo, all these countries are beating us in the dust when it comes to public transportation and efficient energy-free care. I don't care about these third third world countries. You can't tell me a first world country that does not have better infrastructure. And the government can get that done. And it employs people and it gives people better jobs. And that's what I want. Okay, I'm going to interject real quick. I'm going to go out of pattern, okay? Because does everybody here know what the New Deal is and what FDR did? Yes. Everyone knows. I, that, knows I do not. Who, who, who does and who doesn't? I know Coco does not. I, no, I do. Mark said he does. I do. Oh, excuse me. Okay. No, it's okay. I, I heard about Let's move away from the middle class because Dave brought up an interesting pop- topic. Dave, now, just to be clear, as a libertarian, you support FDR and the New Deal wholeheartedly. I don't agree with everything in it, but I do think there's some good ideas that can be implemented. And you cannot tell me, but you cannot tell you cannot tell me that politicians on both sides have not made efforts to decrease Social Security over the past decades and other benefits given out by the government. By the way, side note, I um. I am technically the Wind Job Center. This is socialism through the Mississippi state government. They are pay- paying for my welding classes right now. I'm going, I'm gaining a skill right now. That's, and it sends you automatically to a private sector job. I'm going to start making $25 on the dot when I finish this class. That is effective taxation. It's not always a bad thing that the government teaches those people. It's, it does, the government just has to give those people skills that they can go off with their life and live a productive life. There's nothing wrong with assistance from the government. It just has to be productive. Hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just to clarify, you're a libertarian and you're supporting entitlements. 
I am a social egalitarian libertarian. I am not a classical libertarian. That is an oxymoron, and I must stop you there. And I'm going to tell you why no. it's an oxymoron. I will give everybody else a chance to talk. I just have to tell him why it's an oxymoron, okay? Because libertarians believe in freedom, independence, right, and liberty, right? In your social programs, such like entitlements, somebody has to enforce that, which leans toward authoritarian. You not see how that conflicts with the ideology of a libertarian viewpoint. You cannot be authoritarian and libertarian at the same time. Well, Those two I have, conflict on both sides. And if you well, want have, social programs from the government, yeah. it doesn't make sense for you to be libertarian. That, that, that's, that, that's like an oxymoron well, at this point. Well, I have, I have a response to that as well. I worked, like I told before, I worked for the Young Americans for Liberty Campaign for medical marijuana in the state of Mississippi. Um, one of my higher-up supervisors, he knows Ron Paul personally. Ron Paul, I think Ron Paul's plan on taxation he, should, he believes there should be a flat rate tax for 10% for people who want to opt out of the taxation system. So if you do not want to participate and fund those programs, all you have to do is pay 10% and all the, and the rest of it, you don't have to pay for the public schools. So this benefits public school parents, people who private school their kids. This is a great option. So if you do not want your tax dollars to go to Planned Parenthood or any of those other things you disagree with, um, you are able to opt out of that and only pay a 10% tax, like Ron Paul, which who is a libertarian, agrees with. So um, you don't have to pay for my school if you don't want to, bro. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of collectivist people who would want that to happen. And if and it will decide how big the budget is. If there's not enough people, if it can teach 500,000 people that year, or it only can teach, or it can teach 12, 12 million people that year. It's okay, all Dave, I got to stop you because I feel like I understand your point at this point. But like you're starting to talk about schools, but we were just talking about entitlements a second ago. So you're starting to veer off topic a little bit. My bro, my bro, and, my bad. So um, let's pause here. Ark's been waiting patiently to try to get a point in. Um, Ark, please go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about in general. We're talking about how entitlements work and how we get the money for these entitlements from taxes that we get from the minimum wage. And I don't believe that the minimum wage should be $15 an hour. I don't believe that it should be hired because the higher the wages, the higher the services. And that's just inflation all over again. But I don't believe it should be zero because if it was zero, then technically anybody can out, can out compete you by choosing to work for a, uh, a less uh, a less dubious amount of money or dubious is in the word a a smaller sum of money and let's say that I am an electrical engineer and you're an electrical engineer we graduated from the same colleges all right then that employer can choose whoever chooses to work for the cheapest right but both of us got our degrees don't you want to have a competitive market uh, where the people who work the best should get the most or uh, the biggest gross income. Uh, that's uh, what I wanted to say. Also, about the entitlement thing, I was going to say that um, entitlements, I think they are necessary because if we don't have entitlements, then what exactly are we going to do when we become disabled or unable to work? So... Well, at that point, it comes down to personal responsibility. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. It, it, it's, 
I, I hear and I feel the need for people wanting a entitlements, right? Because Dave, you said you are a receiver of entitlements. Uh, Ark, you said that you think people need them to be successful and to grow in life. Um, that is your responsibility. And, and, and one of the libertarian points of views that I love the most is just that you're responsible for yourself. And this goes for everybody across the board, woman, man, homosexual, however you identify, right? I don't want to insult anybody. You're responsible for yourself. The minute you need someone to come help you, then you've, lacked, you've, you've gone outside of your responsibility factor. You need help, right? You need someone to come fix what's messed up for you. But I think if we were more responsible as people about our actions and what we do, we'd have less children in the streets. We'd have less crime in the streets because people would understand that what I've done is my fault and I need to figure out the way to fix it without harming anybody else. Um, what I hear a lot from a lot of you all, not all of you all, is that you all believe that these social programs should exist and people need help. But what I want to get across to you is that somebody has to take from you to give to these people, right? And, and the only person, who, the only way they can take it from you is by force. The IRS uh, forces you to give money or they put you in jail. So you all are saying we need these social programs. We need these social programs. We should care for people. We should help people. people we benefit from this. But do you see the other side of it, how you're forcing someone to give up something they work for on their own? Right. And, and I'm going to tell you a little backstory. I was homeless. I had nothing, nowhere to go. And I literally grabbed myself and did whatever I had to do. I lived in my car. I worked really hard. I'd take jobs that no one else would take at lower amounts than other people would take, right? Even currently, I work four jobs, four different things. I work all the time because I don't ever want to be poor again. I don't care about being happy. I don't care about going to parties. What I care about is if I eat and if I have a head, a roof over my head. I think you all care more about pleasure than you care about taking care of yourself. Because if you want to take care of yourself, you do anything you could to do it. That doesn't mean taking from other people. Anybody who takes entitlements, I look as a thief. You believe in thievery because the IRS is a thief. Can I please, can I please rebuke to this? Can I please? You can rebuke when I'm done. I will let you. I will give you okay. full opportunity. You. Um, but I believe that you, if you support any entitlement, you have to understand how those entitlements are obtained and they're obtained through force and threats, right? And they have to threaten somebody else to help you. So it's all great that you receive help, but you have to look at the other side of the coin and not be selfish. Take care of yourself and I'll let you. All right. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that um, it's important, especially in a job like mine I'm going into, there are certain physical hazards that come with it and people need to be educated because of that. I'm pretty sure most of you learned about the industrial revolution in high school. Do you realize how many kids who died in terrible accidents, how many men fell off cranes, broke their neck? There was no, there was no laws protecting the worker. There was no unions left. There was no unions left or there at that time. So it was very, it's, so these laws, it's not just important that the, the government's paying for this, my state government, not the federal government, 
um, it's important because um, it sets a standard. It's, it sets a standard of stay safety for people that work in blue collar jobs. I could lose my eyesight. I could go blind. And if someone just took me on that site and didn't teach me the proper tools, they would have a lawsuit on their hands. So it's actually beneficial for private corporations as well to have these people trained. Because if, if someone ends up getting hurt on your site and you're not teaching them the proper ways to protect themselves, you're at fault. That is your fault. And also, um, Black Libertarian forgot to mention when I said Ron Paul's plan to your, for your ability to opt out of taxes and only pay 10% of taxes. He completely ignored that. He did not bring it up. Ron Paul is one of the most OG freaking libertarians in, in America. And he didn't bother bringing it up. I just want to say something about both of your statements, if I could. Really quickly. Sure. But but here's the thing, Social, no, man, because really like, quickly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, really quickly. Bro, here's okay. the thing, Dave. He didn't bring up, he didn't address that, but ultimately you're still taking taxes. And he said the issue is that the government is forcing you to take money. It's like, well, you can opt out of this tax but and still pay that tax like it's okay. It's, just, it's the same thing. I don't see how that, how you needed to address that second 10% tax. It's still a tax that they're pulling from us regardless. Until he shuts down all these um, government um, super um, super corporations getting their government welfare and also um, the military industrial complex, we spent almost a trillion dollars last year, 900 billion. It was 986 billion. It was, we almost spent a trillion dollars on the military. And most of those weapons go to useless <clears throat> equipment, useless things we'll never use. Fucking stupid ass backpacks and dumbass planes that they only okay, okay, I think I, I, um, I, I got you, I got you, I got you. We're running kind of tight on time. Um, okay, um, I'm, Coco, I'm before, sorry. Before you go, Mama, let's let Hamlet go because he wanted to get up here. I wanted to go ahead yeah, and just yeah. say two, just two things. Go. All right, one, Black Libertarian. Social services is not a new concept. It didn't come from FDR. Social services is something that has been in place since ancient Rome. You can look it up. It was called the bread dole. All right. It was where everybody, the Romans would go ahead and they would collectivize their entire system. You know, I just joined in. So again, I'm just joining in. And two, the thing about what Dave said, go, you know, selecting where taxes go to that financially as an economic stance does not work. The numbers will never add up because then you have situations in which there will be things that are defunded and some things can be defunded. But when, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use a completely irrelevant number here. But if in 2021, let's go ahead and the and debt system works where people decide where their taxes go. And let's say everybody says welfare for everyone and the military only gets $100 million, then you're stuck with a situation of, oh, shit. So the, who's going to pay the army? How are we going to stay protected? So that's why, because I, I love Ron Paul. Like, I was a libertarian for a long time, and I support a lot of Ron Paul's ideas and message. But the thing is that Ron Paul's financial plan is just not right. But every social policy that he has... I think would work perfectly. And I don't understand. I, I love him so much. I can't, I, I remember when he was doing the, um, the debate, they asked him, how are you going to bring soldiers back from the Middle East? Well, we'll just bring them back. <laughs> the entire crowd just went crazy when he went ahead. And he just said that we'll put him in the choppers and we'll bring him back. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That was it. But, but thank you for that. Hamlet. Thank you for that. Hamlet. I'm going to get my co-host back up here. Absolutely. Coco. But thank you. Hamlet, man. I really no, appreciate I it. If I, if I say something. Um, Please go after Coco and then we'll keep rolling. All right. Okay. So as far as entitlements, like I've 
I've been a person that has literally like two weeks after my high school graduation rolled into my first job and have literally been working ever since. And having been a person that, yes, my taxes are and have been taken from me. But at the same time and token, I've also been a person that has used these here these so-called entitlements. And it was usually for, and it was for a situation where it was like, oh, my back is against the wall. And yeah, you could have those situations where like, oh yeah, it's your responsibility. But at the same time, this is a very human topic. And it's almost, it's like your taxes, your, basically compassion is coming at a price. Compassion for humanity is coming at a price and it's coming at the price of your taxes. And, uh, And I don't know if I have a problem with that. Like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to to make that point. And then what did I say? And then like, yeah, not all of society is going to be competent enough to to reach the certain level. Um, Should they just die? Like, do do we just let these people like sit off in a corner and die? Like people that aren't able or competent enough to fend for themselves to for survival and so yeah it really um comes down to do we want this to be working for just from a logical standpoint without having any human emotion involved or or not um but that's um i i uh i feel uh coco on that um I've been working, even if it was under the table since I was 12 years old, and my, you know, my parents, especially my mother as a single mother, has been involved in these, you know, so-called entitlements. And like, if I, if she didn't have those, she wouldn't have, even though she worked two full-time jobs, she wouldn't have been able to feed me and my siblings. And, you know, I, me as a person right now, I'm still part of the, uh, of these so-called entitlements. And if I didn't have these, even though I work to almost two full-time jobs, like, you know, I wouldn't be able to survive. And, you know, I get that not everybody wants to put their tax money into it, but I feel like it is a very value part, a valuable part of, you know, who we are as a country and who we are as human beings because, you know, we, we need to help each other. Like some people are disabled or some people can't work. Like my grandmother, she collects social security. And if she didn't have that, she wouldn't be able to pay any of her bills. But because she's in her late 70s, she's her late 70s, she's unable to work. And so she needs, she needs that entitlement, you know? And I feel like that they should still be in place. Like I know that I know that there are libertarians in here that feel like you should work for everything you have. And personally for me, I've worked for everything I have, but I still need those entitlements to survive. And uh, that's, that's really all I had to say. And I want to say that um, not only do most of your taxes end up coming back to you in a tax return, not always, but most of the time, uh, all of us climb the corporate ladder and all of us climb, we, we're trying to climb up and we're, we're all participating in capitalism, going up and up and up, hopefully. But we all pay for the net. We're all paying for the net just in case we fall down. We're all chipping in for that, that social safety net that if we fall down, if we trip, if we stumble, 
don't you want a net to catch you or do you want to be homeless and like not be able to afford the like suit you need to come into the interview with nobody wants to hire a homeless person nobody wants Me to hire personally. a homeless person not not someone who, personally, who I, oh yeah. no i'm sorry go ahead you were pausing i thought you were finished Oh, sorry. Uh, nobody wants to hire a homeless person who can't dress well because like you can't afford you can't afford anything to dress well in for the interview. You can't afford to feed yourself. So you look malnourished in the interview. You can't afford to clean yourself. So you look dirty in the interview. You're not going to get that job. Doesn't matter what qualifications you have. You need that net, though. If you have that net, you got you got medical insurance. So that's that's a good thing. Like you're not gonna die. You got food, so you won't look malnourished. You got maybe some like if you if you like maybe you got some cash, a, a little bit of cash. You can you can you can you know straighten yourself up, get an interview. Just just the works. I wanted to chime. Hold on in one second, Negan. Hold on one second. Hold on one second, because y'all are giving me too many things to address at once. Hey, Katie, you want to go? I, my thoughts are like, so why do you guys want the government to be your safety net? You should be your safety net. We as a community should be the safety net amongst all of us. That's what happened before. I, and just to bring up a quick, quickly to something that Dave mentioned earlier, he said that these entitlement programs and the Great New Deal and things is what lifted us out of the Great Depression. But that's just not the case. What lifted us out of the Great Depression was really Americans going out and buying bonds. The government asked Americans to buy these bonds because they knew individuals had a lot of wealth individually within their families and their savings and their beds, whatever. Because as a result of the Great Depression, everybody kept money out of the system and they hoarded it. That's what got us out of the Great Depression. That's what funded the war. That's what did so many things. And then as a result of that, we had a huge economical recovery, especially and expansion extending from the 1945 all the way up until the 90s. There was a few retractions here and there, but it kept going all the way up until the 90s before we had the first major crash and then 2008 again. So the safety net should be us. If we are always relying on the government to be our safety net in case something goes wrong here and there, then that gives you less personal responsibility in your day-to-day -day choices. How do you think we survived all these other years in the past when money was much harder to come by? We were our own safety net. There was no health care. There was no all these other things. And still people lived to be 90 years old, et cetera. That, some people, obviously, yeah, like in the example that um, I believe it was Negan brought up, her grandmother like, or somebody that could possibly get hurt or something and no longer to work, then that's what her children are there for. And yeah, it may not everybody be there. And the main, everybody may not have that those resources available to have family help them out and things like that. But that, that goes back into another topic we covered where the family structure is damaged. But that's, that's no excuse. We should be building these things and building our own safety net and not relying on the government because the issue once you bring the government in to be your safety net is the way that the resources get distributed is never efficient. There's always favors play. There's leakage. Costs too much. Like it just it has not been working as well as we thought it was ever since the Great New Deal. The more and more we have these entitlement programs, the more that we create 
the higher the budget keeps going, the greater the deficit, the more inflation goes, the more the FDA starts getting more QE programs, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like these things continue to happen. These bubbles are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's going to crash and divide, the dollar will ultimately be devalued. We need to be our own safety net. We can't rely on the government for this. Um, I feel for all of you in these situations that you all have, um, <clears throat> one thing, there's a few things I want to touch on, but one of the biggest is you all said compassion, right? We are almost $30 trillion in debt and our children are going to have to pay for that. Where's the compassion in that? Where's the compassion in the IRS taking money out of my check without me willingly give it? Several of you said you give your money. We give our, we don't give. It's taken from us, right? Your terminology is perverse at best, right? Um, and it, it's perverse because you want to allude to a certain emotional standard, but it's not going to work with me. It's foolishness. There is no compassion here. We can be compassionate for somebody who needs this money, but what about the person you took it for? Where's the compassion for them? How do you know, um, <clears throat> Archangel, you said that you get most of your money back in your tax return. That's a lie. Paid $20,000 last year. You know what they wanted to give me back? 900 bucks. That's nowhere near, not including the taxes I pay for driving my car around and having to pay for insurance, having to pay for taxes for tolls, having to pay taxes for buying things in the store. I didn't get any of that back. God, if I showed you how much money I spent, your mind would explode, right? And I say that because I've owned my own business, right? And small businesses take a lot of these hits, right? And there's no compassion there because these people have families too. And they worked, they did everything they could to get what they wanted in life, Right. They worked. However, however it happened, they did it. And you're telling me you should be able to take for them to be compassionate from another person. But there's no compassion on the other side. Compassion is a farce in this situation. Right. Especially at the threat of prison imprisonment and being taken away from your family and everything you've had just to throw you into a, a cell that, again, you paid for. Right. Um, I don't believe there's any compassion in that. Right. And again, I want to reiterate, we're almost 30 trillion dollars in debt. Somebody's going to have to pay that at some point. Our debt to income ratio, right, on the clock, we're, we're de debt to asset ratio. We're higher debt than assets in this country, right? We're going to have a collapse, right, because of all of these entitlements, right? Everybody wanted $1,200, and then these businesses wanted to scheme the government to take some more money because of COVID. And now we're in a situation where we're screwed. And you can bring up Ron Paul's plan. I say no taxes. Taxes should be purely voluntary. If you want to pay. So you are you calling Ron Paul a socialist as well? I'm not calling Ron good. Paul a socialist. What I am saying is, is that I don't agree with taxation in any form of fashion. Right. I don't believe in entitlements in any form of fashion. And the plan that Ron Paul came up with is a socialist program, in my opinion. We don't what? need entitlement You're programs. Ron Paul a Hold socialist? on. Come on. Umber. Listen, man, I'm trying to. Dave, pause. Don't we are not going to debate Ron Paul's politics. That is not why we're here. So whatever point that you have bubbling up right there, let, let's keep it to the five or ten other points that Rel just made just now. Yeah, I, I don't know Ron Paul's, Paul's plan to talk about it. I don't know, right? What I do know is that you all keep skipping over something I said. Taxes are taken by force. And your replies to them were compassion, care, and help. Nothing by then you're basically believing Robin Hood type system, and I can just go robbing people because we need to be compassionate for me. That's that's not how that works. I think your logic is flawed in every form and fashion, and I'm not trying to insult you. And anybody that you have in your life that has failed or needs help.
They failed. And I'm not trying to be mean, but they failed. They didn't properly take care of themselves. They were reckless with how they lived and they got what they got because of it. It's not my problem. I can choose to help them, right? I have an option, but you can't force me to help them and tell me it's compassion. That's not compassion. That's, that's all I see. Okay. So, all right. There, there are a lot of things. And so let me just like run back to the top. To say that people rely upon this government system, yeah, there are definitely people that will rely upon it because to say that you're relying, that anyone is relying upon these uh, these these entitlements, as we're calling them, uh, would be to imply that people are taking advantage of the system or that. Uh, and when I say compassion, I'm not equating compassion to, oh, you're being forced to. I'm saying that people in hindsight looking at it, even though, yeah, we're forced to pay taxes. I mean, it's almost like a fucking app. Excuse my language. Oh, got to watch my mouth. Anyway, it's almost like political aflac that you didn't sign up for <laughs> like you're you're literally forced to pay for your rainy day you're forced to pay into your social security you're forced to do these things um i mean in an ideal world can it just be almost like a subscription where it's like oh i'm gonna opt in for this or opt in the pit to participate in this government uh system we got going on here and then when it comes to that time if you do need those government assistances and shit like that it'll be like oh okay well you didn't really uh put in your taxes or whatever so you don't qualify for this maybe it would work that way maybe not but um there is definitely there's definitely like this given or implied thing of it being a trade-off and not only that but then you have to think of it as americans and as american society yeah it's not always ideal and no i have no concrete examples but i'm pretty sure that there are people that have done good and have created great things from this country that probably lived off of uh, these government assisted programs or were probably fed and raised off of these government assisted programs. And they were like the brightest, greatest thinkers of the world, per perhaps like I don't, you never know what you're feeding into. But on top of that, like outside of just that, that particular idea, it's like, what are we going to do in regards oh, to the greed? Like there's going to just be so much, no, nah, that's thinking too much. And now I'm thinking in splittered thoughts. I'm just going to end myself there. Okay. Can I say something? This is my last response and we can move on to the next topic. This is my last thing I'm going to say. Okay. So um, I'm pretty sure black libertarian would admit that libertarians as a whole, whether you're a social libertarian or whether you're a classical libertarian, we're a minority, we're a third party group. Um, until, until your talking points become... Yeah, but um, until um, people really start questioning the taxation system because you don't want to pay anything in taxes, right? But clearly right now, the consensus, the majority of consensus, even boomers, I know those Trump supporters, I'm not saying you're a Trump supporter, but a lot of boomers, they want to reduce taxes. But guess what? Most of those boomers who are Trump supporters are on SSI right now. They have government assistance. Majority of these poor people are voting against their own interests. If this really does become a main mainstream topic for them, they will show their true colors and they will not vote to remove any social entitlement. It's a fact. You, you will have to kill people to remove their social entitlements. And that's what makes me a libertarian. Because guess what? 
besides this win job center thing, I've never taken social, any type of social services from any government ever. Public school. I was homeschooled. Your whole life. Checkmate. Yes, checkmate. Right. I was homeschooled. Ever ever call the police? Fire no, department? No, actually. Anything? No, no. You ever drove on a road? Ever drove yeah, on a road? Okay. Yeah, I, never, I, didn't pay, I didn't pay for that. Well, I, I not outwardly Yes, you did. It. Yes, but, you did. But what do you what do you mean? So wait, hold on. That's a slippery slope. We're talking about entitlements. You guys are bringing up non sequiturs. Stay on. We're talking about entitlements. We're talking about entitlements. So stay on. Those are entitlements, as far as I'm concerned. The, the police no, are you're, entitlements. You're as far being as I'm a, you, now you now you're extrapolating, sir. You're extrapolating on huge things. You're generalizing. You're boiling down things to a very simplistic way. Let's be honest. Let's not have really disingenuous conversation here. Now. I, that, and that's what's going to happen. People aren't going to vote away those social benefits and those social entitlements. That's not going to happen. You you really want people to say to vote away the government to build roads? Come on now, bro. Like, yes. damn, that's ridiculous. People aren't going to vote for that. They're not. It, it's funny so, you so, say you're libertarian because one of the biggest things we say is my roads. My good, fuck your goddamn roads, dog. Eric July said that. Fuck them dude, goddamn roads. I took, by the way, by the way, fuck sir, I roads. took by the way, sir, I took the political compass text and I got a social libertarian and it's closer to anarcho leftist than it is authoritarian. So social libertarians exist and look it up. I know you probably haven't bothered to, but it's a whole political party. They exist around the world. So whether you like to admit they exist or not, they do exist. Oh, well, they're anyways, let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on. You never bothered to run, learn about I, it. So don't you don't talk know about that. It. No, you didn't. You can't say on. things you don't know. I said it's an oxymoron. I did a Sir, lot of briefs. Sir, let's move on. I don't want to argue about this. Sir, you, well, you brought it up. See, this is what we're not going to do. If you bring up a topic, I'm going to address it. And you're not going to tell me not to address it. You will not well, tell I'm... me what to do. And let me finish. That is authoritarian, which brings me back to my point that a lot of your points are an authoritarian mindset. And that's fine. Right. That's fine. And one of my issues with the social libertarian group is that the the things that you want have to be enforced by somebody. And that leads way to authoritarianism. But I really want to stay focused on the fact that no one has addressed the fact that the government has to steal this money from you. Right. We keep going around Mm. what I said. Like, I don't know. Let's address it. The, The money, the money has to be stolen. And then we can move on to the next topic and we'll, we'll, we'll end this. Hey, guys, we're going to stop it right there and continue it on our next podcast. Please follow, subscribe and like. And we'll be back with you next time. Like, comment, subscribe. Taboo Truth Podcast dot com. Come join the conversation.